Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Our good friend, Dr. Eric Kam, macroeconomist at Toronto Metropolitan University. I want to talk to Dr. Kam about a mini-budget. I just don't like that term, mini-budget. It's like, we're not quite going to tell you what we're going to do, but we'll hint. Um, so, before I talk to you about that, our last guest, our last guest, John Gardner, named as the number one social media power influencer by Forbes, his story is Barack Obama follows him. What is this about Barack Obama following you, Dr. Cam? Hi, Roy. I don't exactly know how this happened, but when I created my Twitter account, I did so almost primarily for my students so I could post things and they could follow me and I could put up media articles and then, of course, integrate, you know, invaluable things like the Roy Green Show. Uh, But not long after I implemented my Twitter account, I found out that I was followed by one President Barack Obama. And maybe, maybe he has me confused with you because I can totally understand (laughs) why Mr. Obama would want to listen to the Roy Green show. I'm a little more confused at why the former president of the United States would want to follow me. But I took it as the honor that it is and told everybody that I knew. Uh, Well, now you've told a whole bunch more people. That's you're really good. eh? He wants to really follow Roy Green, not me. Yes, he wants to follow you. And I'm starting to feel left out. So would you get in touch with your friend, President Obama, and tell him to follow me? There's a blue tick beside my name. Oh, I don't even have a blue tick, and I'm sure, as you know what, not going to pay for the blue tick either. Uh, Uh, But I I will. I'll I'll speak to him and uh, Michelle, and I'll tell them to get right on that. You're too much. Um, So let's get at this mini budget that was brought forward by the deputy prime minister. Have you noticed uh, Minister Freeland makes it a point to mention she's the deputy prime minister more and more now? There may be something there. But what is your sense about this mini-budget? I think we can do without mini-budgets. I just like to have the real thing and work properly. But but what's your sense of what was delivered? You know, I have to tell you that, and I'm not even trying to be humorous. I remember when Doug Ford made some comment about um, staying a la maison during the pandemic. And when I looked at this, my first comment was dans la toilette with this mini-budget. Because this is not a mini-budget, Roy. This isn't a budget. This isn't anything. I mean, there's no there there. And I've read it a couple times. I've read a little bit of what I consider to be biased analysis both ways of it. But there's nothing here. And it says right in about the third or fourth line, the update does not include any personal or corporate tax rate changes. So, of course, they lost me at hello. What this seems to be is a furtherance or continuation of a government that seems to be obsessed with um, a green movement and trying to green the economy at any cost Uh, because they talk a lot about a clean technology investment tax credit. They talk about a clean hydrogen tax credit. 
electricity generation systems, stationary electricity systems. And before the good listenership thinks I have any idea what I'm talking about, I don't. I'm just reading back what I read. But I know what is not there. And I saw nothing about jobs. I saw nothing about inflation. I saw nothing about spending. I saw nothing about interest rates. So I don't know what else to call this other than a very pathetic State of the Union address, right? Yeah, political statement, semi. And and they're trying to emulate, I gather, just looking at this as well, and I don't have the kind of macroeconomics uh, experience you do, but I, I look at this and I, I kept saying Biden's IRA showing up uh, between the lines, the Inflation Reduction Act. It just seems to me that the, the, the Trudeau government is trying to follow in the footsteps of Joe Biden, and we can't survive if we're going to play in that, in, in that arena with the Americans, can we? No, not at all. You're talking about two different frameworks. And I think people forget this sometimes when they say, well, America is doing this and we're doing that. We are a small open economy. They are a gigantic open economy. They get to set the rules. We have to play within them. And that's a very, very different dynamic. And Roy, you don't have to be a macroeconomist to know where we're sitting right now in a time of extreme inflation. Prices are not going up slowly. They are spiraling up. And what do we have to show for it? We've put the housing market, we've taken the bottom right out of it. There's really, frankly, right now at a point in time, nothing left of the housing market. Consumer spending is starting to drop, but at what cost? You're talking about, as we said, the conference board says if you make $70,000 a year, you're going to be $3,000 poorer in disposable income next year. So I see nothing in this, nothing that addresses anything that would even wake a macroeconomist up from a nap, unless, of course, you're turned on by things like, you know, a minimum tax for high earners, or they talk more about some rules about flipping property uh, and, and the Canada workers benefit. But again, these things are so, so minor in, in a time where people are going to start losing their homes. I mean, everybody asks me the same question. You always ask me what students ask me and what people ask me. The number one question I get right now is this hasn't hit the labor market. When is it going to hit the labor market? And the answer is sooner than you think. And when it does, when it, when the labor market starts to follow in the footsteps, Roy, of the housing market, Remember I said it first, we are in big trouble. Yeah. Remember as well that uh, this country in 2021, University of Toronto study, and we spoke to the professor who's the author of the study, 5.8 million Canadians were living with food insecurity in 2021. This is before the inflation went insane. 1.4 million of that 5.8 million are children. The situation's only gotten worse. So last weekend, I spoke with... uh, Kirsten Beardsley, the CEO of Food Banks Canada, and they issued their report, never have food banks been used as much as they are now, and never in the history of this country and the history of food banks in Canada have they been used as much as they are now. And I took some phone calls from people who were stressed food-wise, who are facing real food security issues. And then I received an email. We're going to be talking to the gentleman who sent me the email tomorrow. And what he and his wife are facing is really disturbing and the food that they do without is really disturbing. And, and Professor Cam, when you've got, well, it's probably over 6 million now, out of a population of 38 million, 
dealing with food insecurity already at a time of high inflation, food inflation outpacing regular inflation, why in the name of common sense or good thinking or decent government would a, would a federal government not make that a priority? At least talk about it in your mini budget or whatever you're delivering. And this is the thesis of my discussion. This, this is really when the rubber hits the road. People are having a hard time feeding and housing their children. We are not talking about people that are having a hard time going on cruises or picking between which Christmas break. These are people deciding, should we eat tonight or should we let the children eat tonight? That is where we are. It is not a joke. But I look through this joke of a mini budget, Roy, and you're right. I see nothing prescriptive about the economy. They keep shoving wind and solar power down our throats. And that's wonderful. When the economy is booming and inflation's back to 2% and GDP growth is stable, then I think we can talk about some Clean Air Act. But until then, why they make this a front and center issue is so beyond me as an economist, as a human, as a father, I'm telling you, Roy, you're looking for an answer and you just can't get it from me. And that makes me cry because there is nothing in here to address the most pressing problem in our society today. And if it's not today, it will be tomorrow. And it's poverty. Nothing less. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.